Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fools Podcast with your hosts, me, Jesse, Eliseo, and Brandon. Coming in! Ha! It's too that soon, is, man. It's that too is soon. his team name. Never too soon. <laughs> How you guys doing? Great. Happy to be back at it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to do much better this time. <laughs> um... So, uh, today we're going to talk about top five teams in 2022, who we think those are, uh, some draft strategies, and just so, some stuff you guys can do to prep for your drafts, and we're going to talk about our breakouts, our sleepers, our values, our busts, who you should focus on in draft or not focus on, according to us, because so we many know exactly what we're talking about, because so we many are busts. the football fools. All right. Who's the biggest fool of all? Uh, that's probably you. <laughs> yeah, that's a dumb question to ask. <laughs> I mean, that's why. That's probably why I asked. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask uh, the listeners out there. Who's the dumbest fool of them all? Eliseo. <laughs> <laughs> probably the one with the most last place finishes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ah, bad luck, man. It's uh, all bad luck. Last finishes right there. Anyways, let's move on. That was. Right. That was uh, let's good get enough. into it. So, top five teams in 2022. Who wants to start this bad boy off? We uh, so I have, so I have my top five. I don't know that the, I, I can't decide the order really. I have. Well, you can decide the order as I'm doing <laughs> mine then. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. All right, um, mine may be a little bit controversial, of course, and you know there's a little bit of bias. Are the right Raiders there. number one? <laughs> no, the Raiders oh. are not number one. I, I hope they are at the end of the season, but uh, but not on my list. Um, it was tough. I. Obviously, I love the Raiders, and um, I do think that they're going to be a great team this year. I think they could have potential with 13 wins, maybe 14 wins. Okay, that's a tough schedule they're on, man. I, I know at the schedule. they that's do a have tough a schedule. tough schedule. Yeah, six games against the division. Right? And and so I was going to put Buffalo here, but instead I went with the Las Vegas Raiders at number five because I believe. I believe that Carr and Devontae and Waller and Jacobs and that rookie running back and, of course, Renfro, they can get the job done. And they have um, Chandler Jones now as well on defense. So, I mean, their defense hopefully will, will be a little bit better because that's really what hurts them. Uh, but, you know, they were 10th last year uh, overall. And so if they can jump five spots, they make it to my fifth spot here at number five. That is that is a lot to ask. I think I think they will be better than last year, and I think they will make the playoffs. But five top is a five, lot. Yeah, that yeah. is a lot. They'll be that's, top. That's they'll be top ten. I believe they'll be conference top. champions. Yeah, hot yeah. take. Yeah. Okay, number four. What you got? Number four, the Green Bay Packers. Can you believe it? No Devontae, and I still no, got him I can't. number four. <laughs> so far, you've named two teams who that did, are not on my list. Me too. Yeah. Who who did we say was the biggest fool? I'm, I just for the I record. Might change my yeah, answer. I know. After these, uh, immediately. All right. Green uh, Bay getting better without one of the best receivers in the league. Okay. And not even like number five, but like number four. Look, you'll you'll see a theme to these these top four right here. None of them are in the AFC, and that's a huge deal. Did you, you guys know? see the story about Aaron Rodgers and? I forget what the drug is that he took in South America. Have you guys seen this? No. Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Yes. <laughs> he did? Okay. So he like went on this some radio interview the other day and talked about, yeah, taking ayahuasca and it changed his life. And he went and won like two MVPs back to back. So 
I think Jesse might also be taking ayahuasca <laughs> as he makes this top five. Yeah. And I will also be showing up to the draft. I think you're just seeing things that aren't there. As Nicholas yeah. Cage. I don't think that. <laughs> are you, are you going to be showing up looking like a, like a prisoner? Cage. Yeah, like <laughs> Nick Cage. Uh, look, uh, the Green, Green Bay Packers have... I think he's on it right now. Always, <laughs> they've always got it done, and I think they're going to get it done this year as well. Number three. Here we go. You guys are going to love this. Oh, jeez. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh my man. God. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I am writing these down just so we have documentation. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Thank you. I'm gonna this is incredible. So I, I'm going to quickly I, – I, I have to jump in. I have to yeah, interject. Yeah. So the three teams that you've picked as three of your top five teams in the league, I don't think any one of them wins their own division. Okay. Hot I, take. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. That's not a hot take. His are hot takes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Spicy takes over there. Uh, look, Dallas has an easy schedule this year. I think CeeDee Lamb can break out. Uh, I think Dalton Schultz is going to do I feel like a, last a year job. was his breakout year. I think we already know he's good. And, I mean, I know Jerry Jones wants to wants them to use Zeke, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a timeshare. But I, I think that they're going to they're gonna do well, and they're going to be able to uh, get to the number three position when all is said and done. I'm sorry, I stopped listening after you said Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two, we're probably closer here, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're on my list. They're on my list also. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, finally. So Brady's <laughs> last year on the contract, maybe his last year in the NFL, who knows, he is going for the gold yet again, and uh, I think he's going to get close, but he's not going to quite make it. The Los Angeles Rams are running it back. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they're the number one team. When uh, it's all said and done when it comes to schedule and uh, wins versus losses. I feel a lot better about my list after <laughs> listening to that. You got personally. the Jets on there? Oh, man. Hey, wow. I, I knew okay. it was going to be controversial, but that is, that is oh. my list of the top five teams in 2022. So either listen to what I have to say or call me a fool. You're probably going to call me a fool. <laughs> or both, or both. I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm also going to call you and a fool. The, the reason why I'm calling you a fool is because I am listening to what you're saying. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> All right, good show, guys. Did you, did you, uh, were you able to adjust the order there? Oh, yeah, I feel great now. <laughs> no, no question. I'm like, all right, um, there's, I have nothing to lose now. My number five is Kansas City. And uh, it would be higher because, you know, it's Kansas City, Mahomes, he, he's, he's still going to be good. But, like, he lost, uh, you know, his, his main receiver. And so it's gotta, that's, that's a hit for sure. But they're still going to be good. Those receivers can still come through for him. And they might not be the same guy every week, but they're still going to be good. So uh, Kansas City is my number five. So losing your best receiver is a hit for you. But then Green Bay loses Devontae Adams, and they go higher on the list yeah, for Jesse. Yeah. I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, make sure I we're heard on that the same correctly. page. You and I are on the same okay. page. Got it. Got it. Jesse's okay. on the ayahuasca page. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where so you number go from four. Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. Oh man, who's uh, what was that writing? Writing. Uh... <laughs> oh, the Russell Wilson. Yeah. What was that line? Let's ride. Uh, that's how Jesse's going right now. He's like full on ayahuasca Let's mode. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Had to find the drop there. <laughs> okay, so my number four is Tampa Bay. Uh, again, um, they're going to be good. Five. They have a good defense. Tom Brady always finds a way. Uh, he lost a couple guys. He got a couple of replacements that I think are not as good, but still good enough to be a good team. So just overall, they're my number four. 
No arguments here. All right. Top Jesse, you, you, don't, you don't have a you don't have a <laughs> <laughs> My number three is the LA Rams. LA Rams because uh, you know how they always like teams always get that Super Bowl hangover, you know. So they're still going to be good. They're going to be competitive. They'll probably win their division, but uh, I don't think they're the best team anymore just from that slight hangover. And uh, so they're my number three. Yeah. Number two is the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. They're hungry, man. After as far as they got last year. And uh, I think they're only going to get better, and they're hungry because they didn't make it, and they were so close, and I think that they're going to be pushing real hard, and they're all going to be wanting it super bad. So I think those close games, that could go either way, and now they're going to go their way because they want it that much more. Are you saying they're chase in it? Ah, Jesse, it's not <laughs> oh, going to get better than <laughs> Top five puns. <laughs> so, yeah, so I knew that Cincinnati's probably not on par with a lot of people, you know, like especially this high, maybe top five, but not number two. But they're my number two for those reasons. I think they're they're only going to get better. They're they're young. They they want it really bad, and they're. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow is is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, fantasy wise, I don't know how how great he's going to be fantasy wise, but just I mean, like just team overall is just. I think a lot of things broke their way last year. Um, very rarely do you see both Super Bowl teams do it again. Um, so I. Could believe one of the two, but I don't think both of the teams. You don't think be they'll bad. both be time top five? No, it's always like you mentioned the Super Bowl hangover. It's, yeah. it's going to happen to somebody. I think one of them, one or the other. All right, and my number one surprise, surprise, Buffalo. Same, same thing. It's like yeah. he's, he keeps getting close and close and close, and he just can't. And he's going to keep fighting, 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 and that's a good team, you know. That, that game could have gone either way. They scored. They were as close were, as you could get yeah. to beating Kansas. That was probably the best game I've literally ever seen. Yeah, There's yeah, so many yeah. touchdowns in the last minute of that game. They, yeah. they should have won that game. Yeah, they should have. And, and I, think they I think they were shocked Cincinnati. that they yeah, the they're shocked that they didn't because well, how much time was left? Like Oh, it was like 14 seconds yeah, or it was, something, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, you can't lose that game. Here's the difference. 14 seconds left, and uh, a team was able to score, right? Of um, like end zone to end zone pretty much, right? I think they got down in field goal range. Did they? Yeah. Went okay. to overtime, I think. I forget. So I forget. But anyways, they won it in 14 seconds. How, did, of, they, how did they do that? I can't remember, Jesse. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is that it took 14 seconds for one of your top five teams to lose because they decided to run the ball, and then they didn't have time to spike it. But, hey, go ahead and put the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys up there at, in the top five. Yeah, so I will just pull up the box score here. Let me. I'm just going to read off the fourth quarter in the last two minutes. Okay. So it was 26-21 Kansas City. The Bills score with a minute 54 to go to go up 29-26. Kansas City then scores with a minute two to go. They're up 33-29. The Bills score with 13 seconds left. Go. They go up 36-33. They uh, Kansas City kicks a field goal as time expires to tie it at 36. They go to overtime. KC scores a touchdown and wins. So there was four scores in under two minutes. Unbelievable. Does it say who scored the touchdown for Kansas City there at the end? Uh, the winning touchdown yeah, or the winning touchdown? Travis Kelsey. Oh, I was going to say Tyreek was a Tyreek. Tyreek scored the one with 102, which is <laughs> oh, like four go. scores ago. But that could be the difference, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, incredible game. Yeah, Buffalo's great. I, I got him at number six, but, you but know. But this is a top number five. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> So, okay. but not top five, not top five. Yeah, so my top five is going to look a lot like one of these guys and very different than another one of these guys. I'll let you guys be the judge of that one. 
So at number five, I actually had Kansas City, and I just changed it probably 10 minutes ago. Um, and this is going to – I'm kind of wavering on Kansas City. I think if Kansas City finished in fourth place in that division, it wouldn't shock me. Um, so it, it was hard for me to do that. So anyways, my number five team, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. Um, I think they're good year in and year out. Last year they had – the worst injury uh, luck in the NFL before the season started. Their top two running backs tore their ACL. Their defense got obliterated late in the year. I think they bounce back this year in a big way, and I think they uh, win the division over Cincinnati. Yeah, All right, okay. yeah, that okay. could happen. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> no. Like, yeah, that that seems reasonable. I yeah. mean, you know. It could yeah. happen. No, right. Absolutely. It could it's happen, not. It's so. not like the Dallas Cowboys being top five. Right. You know. Right. I mean, they had. They, all their running backs were like over thirty years old last year. So yeah, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, all the guys got hurt. Yeah, they signed what Le'Veon Bell. They signed uh, Latavius Murray. They signed somebody else. They were awful. And so. then uh, Lamar was out for. Lamar a while, got right? hurt for yeah. a little while. I mean, everybody got hurt on that yeah. team. So I think they just can't have that bad of luck this year. And they were still solid last year. So I think that uh, they're going to be one of the top five teams this year. Uh, number four. This was on both of your guys' list. Tampa Bay. Um, again, I think, yeah, that was my number four. It was your number four. You're going to see a lot of similar numbers of the teams that you have. Um, again, I just think they're rock solid. Tom Brady at some point he's going to be done, but I'll believe it when I see it because he keeps doing it 44. I think he's 45 this year. So, uh, for all the things Jesse mentioned, the one thing he did get right was the NFC is terrible. So uh, I think Tampa Bay is, you know, the class of the NFC. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady did ayahuasca like five years before Aaron Rodgers. So he may have (laughs) TB 12 plan. Uh, number three, I have the defending champion Rams. Um, again, I think they're just super stacked. They're very talented. Um, you, you saw what they did last year. Their defense can absolutely get after the quarterback. Um, they scored a ton of points. Uh, Stafford, such an upgrade over Goff, and it literally won the Super Bowl the, the year after they did it. Um, again, I just think they have a ton of guys back, and they're they're gonna you know have a, chan- have a chance to repeat. We all agree they're gonna be good. Yeah, number two, and this might um, upset you guys. A little I bit. know where you're going. I know exactly where you're going. Number two, the L.A. Chargers. I know. Yeah. Yep, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Except I was going to say San Diego, which would have been my bad. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean. so I think SoFi is going to be the place to be this year with the Rams and Chargers. The Chargers added a ton on defense. We talked about Khalil Mack in the last episode. Uh, they added J.C. Jackson, the corner from New England. They added a few more guys. Um, they are going to be, I think, really good this year. Um, the thing in the past is the Chargers are always that team that like loses late. They have like the weird endings to games. Um, I think at some point that's got to correct itself. They got to win these close games. Um, their coach Brandon Staley like went for it on weird fourth downs in their own territory. Just did a lot of weird stuff. At some point, this stuff starts to work out for them. I think Herbert is ascending. I think he's going to have a um, a great year. And I think the Chargers, they've rebuilt the defense. That was their Achilles heel last year. I think that they are ready to take the next step this year. Unfortunately, I can't really yeah, say anything I mean, about that. It's like I almost had San Diego on my list. And, uh, and then you realize they I moved mean, to L.A. And you're like, <laughs> no, nope, I'm not going to put them on there anymore. Yeah, because they don't even exist anymore. So why bother? <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think they have a great team. Uh, and, you know, I, I probably didn't put them on there because I did not want to see them on my top five. But they have I think anybody in that division has potential to be in the top five. I, uh, for me, it, they would have been number five instead of Kansas City, but I think Kansas City can still pull it off. 
Yeah, again, we talked about that division over yeah, and over. It's just yeah. absolutely loaded. I think the Chargers win that division. I think they're the best team there. Uh, and then my number one team, uh, Buffalo. So similar list to, to ULSAO, uh, three of the five are the same exact order, same exact team. I think Buffalo is just, you mentioned it, they've been so close. We went through the box score of how good they were. Um, Josh Allen's unbelievable. The offense is good. The defense is good. Um, they've got that playoff experience from last year. I just think they're built to compete this year. They added Von Miller to help rush the passer as well. Um, kind of guys that are just chasing rings. And so, um, yeah, my number one team is Buffalo. And if I had to pick a Super Bowl, if I had to pick a team to win the Super Bowl, I think it's Buffalo this year. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Our top five teams in the NFL. Who's going to be closest? Two good advice and one <laughs> ayahuasca advice. Hey. Hey, uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Oh, don't worry. We wrote it down. Yeah, I, yeah this is <laughs> being documented. Uh, yeah, it's it's a podcast. It's being documented. Perfect. Uh, all right, let's move on to draft strategies. So we're here to help you guys or hurt you guys in figuring out how you should draft. I think you're here trying to figure out what we're going to do against you. <laughs> no, I'm not, look, look, there's only one three-time winner here, okay? I'm just saying. Look at the shirt, right? So podcast, shirt. we're just listening. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can see it. But yeah, we do have a draft coming up this weekend. So I, I'm not sure how much information these guys are going to give out. I'm not sure how much I'm going to give out. But no, we've talked. We want to kind of give you information on uh, how to help you in your draft. We're in an eight-team league. Not a lot of people play in that. So yeah. uh, we're thinking bigger picture, bigger leagues, um, and kind of some things that will help you do well in your drafts. Yeah, and these are strategies that, that I, you know, we may not be actually doing in, in each individual draft. But there are things that I think – Maybe I'll do in some of my drafts this year. That it depends on what how it happens and what lies and what you can do, because of uh, where people are going. So, uh, to start off, uh, what do you guys think about an early tight end or quarterback in a draft? Uh, would you do that in let's say a ten-team uh, draft? Would you draft a tight end or a quarterback in the first or early second round? No. <laughs> No, de- definitely not quarterback. <laughs> yeah, not quarterback. Um, I know some people like to go after, like, Kelsey or probably Mark Andrews now or whatever, but even the first round seems like a stretch. I mean, well, may- maybe if you're, like, the last pick of the first round, yeah. and then so you can, you know, take Kelsey and then, you know, whoever else immediately, you know, then it doesn't matter. You could take him first or second in, in your turn. But but I'm, I'm finding in some of my mock drafts I'm doing, uh, there is usually a tight end and a quarterback taken in the second round. Uh, which is crazy. I wouldn't do it either. It's not really uh, my style. Now, it depends on the year. So this year, I would not do it. Maybe in years in the past, I might. There's just too many good running backs and top wide receivers to pick this year, I think. Yeah, I think end of the first round, second round, way too early. You might in a 10, 12-team league, maybe at the back half of the second round, um, you could talk me into Travis Kelsey potentially. He's the bona fide number one guy. No Tyreek Hill. He's already been good. He's going to get more targets. So maybe I'd think about it late in the second half or second half of the first round, but that's maybe if I had the first pick and I've already got Jonathan Taylor, so yeah. I, I know I'm set there. Um, then maybe you could talk me into it if I'm – but I think I'm only doing it if I'm out of the kind of wide receivers that I love, and I'm considering Kelsey kind of as a receiver because he's putting up similar numbers. But very rare, but there, I, I may do it. And Mark Andrews is the same way. He's the definite number one. He was actually the number one tight end last year. Yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts is going <laughs> pretty soon. But they can have him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the early tight end probably way too early for me. All right, so I created a song for, for our 
our eight-person draft, we do some ridiculous stuff. And uh, in it, you know, I say, uh, I'll tell you my draft strategy, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide. So would you take two wide receivers, first, second picks um, in the draft? Well, you know I have. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's that's the best year I've ever had. I I started off, and my first three picks were wide receivers. Now, I was at the end, so everybody took running backs ahead of me, and then I took the two best receivers at the time. This was years ago, so I took Megatron, uh, and I took A.J. Green, and they were the top two guys. So instead of having the, you know, ninth best or eighth eighth or ninth best running back, which, like, is a huge gap from the first four or five to the ninth, I took the two best receivers, and they were the two best at the time. And so that worked out really well for me, except I I think that's the, the most wins I've had in the season, which was, like, 12 wins that year, and I was in first place all the way at the end, and then nobody showed up in my playoff game, and I lost, but... <laughs> But, you know, but overall, like, it, it actually did work out for me. It just depends, like you said, on the year, like who's available, where you're drafting. And like I think what. it de- depends on your league also. Like in our league, we have three wide receivers and a flex. So, I mean, I, I, do, I normally don't do wide receiver, wide receiver, but it's something that I may do, did you know, we, depending on where I am in the Did we have on. three wide receivers back then, though? I think no, it was just two. We added in the last two. couple of years, I think. Yeah, I think we only had two then. Yeah, I would agree with that, Jesse. I think... I wouldn't do it in the first half of the draft. If you're, yeah, if you're at, you know, at the turn at ten or twelve or eight or whatever, I, I would consider it. Um, if there's not a running back there that you like, I think the only thing that would prohibit me from doing that is if you look at the top wide receivers from last year. You look at guys like Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Is they were taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, so you're losing the opportunity of potentially getting one of those guys that's going to, you know, severely outperform where they were drafted. Um, and there's probably going to be regression for most of the top receivers this year. Yeah, it's it's hard to duplicate. And, and again, there's wide receivers so deep that I think you can get some guys later that you're certainly going to play. But, it, you know, if you had the chance to get, you know, Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase at the turn, I think, I mean, that's not a bad place to start. Um, and the, the one thing about that is, too, and I think this is a kind of a Matthew Barry saying is you can't win your draft in the first round, but you can lose it. And I think that running backs are so prone to get hurt as opposed to wide receivers that it's almost probably safer to take two wide receivers, but then just the running back drop off is so significant. But I mean, if, if you took two wide receivers and you hit on a couple running backs later, your team's going to be absolutely loaded. So definitely some risk there, but yeah, definitely a possibility. And that's what I was going to uh, touch on too, is that there's so many, and not so many, but the wide receivers at the beginning are so great that I, I feel like you have to take one if you're at the beginning of that first round. Um, even at the end of the first round, there's really good running backs. Did I say wide receivers? Running backs. Yeah, you uh, said, I was like, confused. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, and running backs are so hard to get, especially when you're in even a 10-man league, you know. it You want the best of the best, um, but it just depends on where you fall and, of course, how everyone drafts around you. Anybody have any uh, draft strategies they like, they don't like? I feel like uh, the thing that's come up, I think last year is when it started becoming, I think it's when it started becoming kind of a big, a bigger deal is like uh, when you go by tiers instead of like um, ranking, you know, so you have your tiers and then once you're in that area, you feel like, oh, I can what kind of like fill in what you need. I don't have to take the best player available now. I, it's like whatever, whoever is in this tier, whether it's a receiver, running back, whatever, it's kind of like all made in a way where it helps you fill out your roster better, a little bit better than if you're like, oh, well, I already have two running backs, but the next best player is another running back, so let me just go ahead and take a running back. So I, it gives you a little bit more flexibility. So if you you know, do your research and 
make up your your tiers like how you like them then you uh have more options i guess yeah so i think kind of touch on tiers uh that's something i certainly prefer to do so uh the idea is that you know the 19th if you're if you're doing rankings and you're you have your 19th ranked running back and your 20th one there's there's not much between those two guys so now if all of a sudden you have these tiers and your tier goes from let's say 17 to 22 and all five of those guys are available you can kind of look at and kind of see where you're at and kind of think ahead a few rounds so now you're like okay i think one of these running backs in this tier will be still be here on my next pick so i can go somewhere else and come back and still get somebody in that same especially tier. if you're on that turn you right. know if you're like the last like you're right on the turn or maybe a couple of picks before the turn if, the, if you're if you know that you have a pick and then two other picks and then you back to you and there's five guys in that tier you know you're going to get two out of those five guys right so that allows you to kind of go maybe to another position and know that you're still going to get the same value that you would have had had you not you know if you took the guy in, at the top of the tier so yeah. i think that's kind of the importance of doing those tiers is it allows you to um, kind of group guys together and be like, I'm okay getting one of these four or five guys as opposed to getting this one guy because he's the next person on my ranking. Yeah, yeah, tier-based tier ranking is the way to go. And, you know, we'll have our rankings out um, soon here at uh, ballsdeepfantasyfootball.com. So you can check that out uh, in a little bit and see what we like and where. Anything to add? A couple more um, kind of little strategy things. Um, and as much as we talk about having a strategy, for me, it always goes out the window because I can't control what anybody else is doing. And so I say, oh, this is where I think it's going to fall. And then all of a sudden, this guy that probably shouldn't be there falls to me. And I'm like, God, I have to take it. So now I'm off of my strategy. So I think being flexible and being open and being able to adapt um, are certainly important qualities to have. Because like I said, you can prepare all you want but you're not preparing for somebody else. So you don't know exactly what they're going to do. You need an audible. Yeah, you got to be able to audible on the fly. You got to be able to call Omaha and then kind of take the next guy. So um, that's one thing. The other thing, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, um, LSAO mentioned it, is if you're drafting on one of the ends or kind of just inside the ends, um, just looking at that other roster. So if you're picking ninth in a 10-man league um, and you're, you, know, you have the pick before the person on the end, if you can just kind of look at that roster and kind of identify what they may be drafting, it may help you to take um, something ahead of them. So you're like, you know, it comes to you and you want to take a quarterback and they already have a quarterback. Great. Do it after they take their picks and it comes back around. So just being able to kind of be flexible and seeing the rosters around you um, certainly helps if you're on one of the ends as opposed to being in the middle. Um, but the one thing about being in the middle that I like um, as opposed to being on the ends is you don't miss out on runs. So if there's like a run of tight ends or a run of quarterbacks, you kind of, you're always kind of in the middle and it's not too long before your next picks. Whereas if you're on the ends, you're kind of waiting, you know, 15, 16, 17 picks sometimes before it comes back. It's and easier that, to reach when you're on the end. Yeah. yeah. And that tier of quarterbacks or tight ends or whoever may be gone by the time it gets back to you. So. All right, let's move on to our breakouts, sleepers, values, and busts. Uh, these are the people who we think you should or should not target this year. Anybody want to start? Go for it. Okay. Uh, let's start with some breakouts here. And, uh, you know, breakout doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't already good. So I think uh, Joe Burrow is going to be a breakout this year. He's been great, but I think this year uh, it's even going to be better. And I know he's not being drafted in the top five quarterbacks, I don't believe. He wasn't even top ten last year, was he? Uh, I don't know where he yeah, I don't fell, think he was top ten. But I think he has potential to be top five this year. Um, so take a look at him. It's just that offense uh, 
you know, they, they can do so much. They have so, they, with Chase, with Higgins, um, I, I think it's unlimited upside. Now, don't get me wrong, I think there can be some regression in, in some of those numbers for Chase and maybe bump up a little bit for Higgins and, and uh, even Tyler Boyd in there. But I think Burrow is, is a good pick later in the draft. So Burrow finished uh, eighth in points, um, but kind of skewed the last two weeks, week 16 and 17. He scored 52 and 42 points. Oh. So 94 of his 340. So almost a third, a third of his points came in two, two games. So yeah. again, that shows you the potential that he has certainly yeah. to have those big weeks. Uh, you just want to see more consistency. Another one I got is uh, C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, Amari Cooper's gone. Uh, now, the thing is, Dak likes to pass the ball around quite a bit. Uh, but with Amari Cooper gone, those targets have to go somewhere. And I think Dalton Schultz is going to be a beneficiary. And CeeDee Lamb has the potential to break out as a true number one wide receiver this year. I agree. I think I, I, I liked him a lot last year, but I, I, I agree with what you said there. Obviously, no Amari Cooper, and they got to throw the ball to somebody. I think, yeah. Looking at a big year for CD Lamb. What do you got for breakouts? Anybody? I have. I don't know. Maybe these are more sleepers than breakouts. I don't know. But like, I, I feel <laughs> That's a like a category. I know. I know. But I feel like they could be both. I, maybe you right. know. I don't they know. They wake up and break out. <laughs> <laughs> so my first guy is uh, James Cook, the the, the uh, rookie Buffalo running back, and that could be a total train wreck. We don't know. So it's like the the situation in Buffalo is like those running backs. They don't run the ball a lot. I mean, they do, but they do it with their quarterback. They, the running backs haven't really proven that they can do a good job. So it's like, do they not run the ball a lot because the running backs aren't good, or, or is, or is it like the, they, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they don't. I don't know if it's the running backs or if it's the play call or if it's the. I don't know what the situation is. So, drafting this new guy. I mean, obviously the other two guys, that they're not fantasy relevant really i mean maybe for a flex in a deeper league or whatever but nobody really cares to draft those guys so it's like this guy could come in and be like oh now we have a good guy now we can actually run the ball now we can you know or how much is that is like just design run plays for for josh allen like i don't know i don't know so this guy could be a breakout just because we really don't know what to expect but again it could just be a total train wreck i think buffalo is just more of a passing team really but uh yeah, I mean, if they're going to be ahead in the game, and they're going to be good, so they're going to have to run the ball, and that's a great point. I'm going to yeah touch on one thing with James Cook that I like. Um, so Buffalo tried to sign J.D. McKissick in the offseason, kind of yes. a pass-catching third down back, and then he went back to Washington, and then they went and drafted James Cook to be that kind of pass-catching back. So they were clearly looking for an upgrade in that room, um, and I think that they James Cook is kind of that. They're only missing a few pieces of a, of a you know, we talked about, than potentially winning the Super Bowl. So I think he's kind of the guy that they wanted to hone in on that specific skill. And I think, yeah, he's a good piece on a great offense. So certainly uh, there you go, pass absolutely the ball. break through. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the next guy I have, and he kind of started to show his stuff a little bit towards the end of the last season. So let me know what you guys think. I'm on Ross St. Brown, the Detroit wide receiver. He, uh, again, towards the end is when people started noticing him. You know, and had the quarterback there, obviously not awesome, but he can, but he can do enough. He can definitely do enough. I mean, he, he has gone to the Super Bowl, so he can, you know, throw, ah, it's, it's rough. It's rough, but I feel like he can do enough to make him relevant, you know, even as a flex. 
Yeah, I think he has potential. Like you said, he he uh, did well last season, the end of last season. Um, hopefully, the quarterback play gets better. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I mean, they're not going to be winning a lot of games, but but they're going to have to pass gonna, the ball. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it could be okay. Yeah, I don't mind Amon Ra. I think he finished the year strong. Uh, there's just kind of a lot of pieces in that offense. They got Hawkinson. They signed DJ Chark. They drafted a uh, wide receiver out of Alabama who's hurt. But, um, yeah, he was an absolute stud the last probably six weeks of the year. Caught a, kind of, caught a ton of balls, um, scored a lot of touchdowns. So, yeah, I think he could certainly uh, break through this year and be a top 20 wide receiver. What breakouts you got, Brandon? Where do you want me to start? Uh, pick a position. <laughs> So I'm going to run through these uh, quickly. Give me, give me a couple, yeah. Yeah, so um, at quarterback, I, I have a couple. So I have, uh, we talked about him a lot, Derek Carr. I think this could be the breakout year. You had Devontae Adams. He's already been solid. Um, I also have Trevor Lawrence on here. I think number one pick from last year, uh, had a terrible season. They had a weird coach. Um, they now have Doug Peterson, who uh, made Carson Wentz relevant in Philadelphia, made Nick Foles, brought them to a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. So I think he's kind of got arrow pointing up and, I think you can throw out last year. Uh, I, I like, kind of like Trevor he's, Lawrence he's bright, to take even, a step. Yeah, even though he's uh, got that look, he looks. I think he's a bright kid, and and he's gonna do well. I agree. Oh man, that look almost <laughs> just makes him the worst football player ever. No, he just has that long hair, that like uh, chill. I don't, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and again, I think for me, breakthrough is just like he's being drafted as quarterback sixteen. I think he could finish as quarterback ten, right? And so he's yeah. a guy that you're not paying a lot for, and he kind of fills in and, and can definitely be a top ten guy. Um, running back, and I almost brought this up, LSA, when you talked about James Cook. I actually have Devin Singletary, the other running back in Buffalo, kind of for the same points you mentioned. It's like it's such a good offense. He finished the year really strong last year, um, and they rode him in the playoffs a lot too. And, again, I know they drafted Cook as the passing down back, but I just I think they want to run the ball a little bit more this year. Again, I think they're going to have the lead. They're going to be good. They're going to be looking to run down the clock. And um, I don't know that they want to run Allen as much as they do. Um, he's the franchise, right? Yeah, I don't think they hurt. do. Yeah, he's, I, I mean, he's built like a linebacker so he can take the hits, yeah. but long-term, that's not kind of the idea. So um, I have Singletary as a potential breakout this year. Um, I also have A.J. Dillon at running back. Um, yeah, I agree with that. They lost Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones still going to be relevant, but uh, he actually had more carries, I think, and more yards than Aaron Jones last year. So Aaron Jones kind of the pass catcher. Um, but again, I don't think they can throw as much without Devontae Adams. So I see I a think lot an of like for both of those guys. I think yeah, at the I was going to say time. exactly. Yeah. and it's like not even lined up like in an eye or anything. I think Aaron Jones is right. going to be like line up, wide. yeah, spread out. Yep. Yeah, they, they've been yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been so, doing that so I think there's going to be a lot more of that there. Right. Yeah. So I think both of those guys could be um, very successful for your teams. Uh, wide receivers, just a couple. Alan Lazard, I think breakthrough again. They got to throw the ball to somebody. He's kind of their number as one. As long guy. as he doesn't drop it again, it's another another. Valdez Scantling. It's like those guys. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is passing you the ball, you it, it could hit you in the. It, it hits yeah. them in the hands yeah. and they right. drop it. You know, so it's. Uh, Just, I think I, he's being drafted as like wide receiver forty, and again, he's an Aaron Rodgers' number one target. So I think you know, he's a great like if he catches fifty, yeah, like fifty percent of the balls that go his way, he could be <laughs> he could be exactly, really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other receiver I have is Christian Kirk. So he kind of he's going to Jacksonville again. I like Trevor Lawrence. He got to throw the ball to somebody. Going over from Arizona, he was the guy that kind of reset the market for receivers. I think he signed a four-year, like $72 million deal. And so they're like, oh, my God, Christian Kirk is getting $18 million. And that's when you saw all the contract extensions for Hill and Brown and those guys getting $20, $25 million a year. Because, like, if he's getting 18 I'm worth way more than yeah. that. Um, but, again, I think he could be a, a, a good receiver breakout there. Um, and then I just have one tight end, um, Cole Komet and in Chicago. So they're going to be awful. They're going to need to throw the ball. Yeah. 
he had a ton of targets last year. I'm trying to find the information, but he, um, I don't think he scored a touchdown, but he had like 12 end zone targets. So I think Justin hey, Fields takes yeah. a step forward. Again, they're going to be bad. They got to throw the ball. They don't have any receivers. Um, they have Darnell Mooney, and that's about it. So I think he could be a guy that's the beneficiary of, um, as you know, if we talked about potentially taking tight ends earlier. Um, if you wait on tight end and maybe you take one at the last pick of your draft, I think he's a guy that you might be okay with. Yeah. All right. Uh, sleepers, or as LSAO calls them, breakouts? I yeah. Don't know what. I mean, <laughs> could be. Uh, what do I got here? Um, oh, I have a bunch. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple here. Uh, I know you liked uh, Kenneth Walker, but I like Rashad Penny. In Seattle, I think uh, he's kind of a sleeper. He's going pretty late in the draft, uh, and I think it, they're going to have to run the ball. I mean, obviously, they're going to be behind in, be behind in games, and they're going to have to throw it, but I think he's a good value at where he's going, and you can get him uh, for pretty here's cheap a, Here's a good draft. question for you guys. I think it's a good question. Uh, all this talk about, obviously, the quarterback has been downgraded in Seattle, so it's like everybody's oh, like, oh, they're going to be – I don't know, maybe. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to be terrible and they're going to be way worse, and you know. But they're already a running team. So it's like if you take the ball out of his hands and just try to run it, I mean, I guess the defense well, is you awful just stack already. The box. So yeah. they, they, were, they were, no, no, it's not that, but it's just like how much, like they weren't throwing it enough. So it's like how much is this quarterback going to, but I mean, the thing is, when they were throwing it, Russ, and Russ is short, man. He would just like lob it up there, you know, 50 yards right into DK Metcalf's hands. And it's because like, it's, how does he do because that? Because it's Metcalf and he's huge. You just lob it. Anybody can just lob well, it it's up. It's still hard to make that throw. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, poking the bear. I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, you, I mean you, if they're running. You're right. It, Seattle is a running team. So, yeah, that, you know, they're, they're, that's why I, I mean, they we could, like they were, they were bad last year. They could like be at the same spot where they're like, Equally bad and not They're any They're a running team until you have to score from the one-yard line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else do I got? Okay, I got um, – you know, this, this one's interesting. Kadarius Toney. So he did uh, pretty well last year. There were some injury issues there. Um, but he has potential to have a high ceiling. Um, I think that he's – a good sleeper value. I, it can go either way, really, with him, but I think that you're getting more out of him than you would be drafting people around him. Yeah, I like I like Darius Tony again. He didn't play a ton last year, but when he did, he was super effective. Um, the Giants again. They signed Kenny Galladay last year. He didn't do a whole lot. They, they're looking for weapons, and he's an absolute weapon he, whenever he, was, he gets the ball in his he hands. He was targeted 27 percent uh, in the. Uh, I don't know what I wrote, but he was targeted 27%. Right, 27% target share while he's there. Yeah, I, I certainly believe that. And then lastly, I'll do, uh, and this kind of goes with you and your um, love, Rashad Bateman. No Hollywood. Uh, I think they're going to pass more. I, I do think they're going to pass more. I, they're going to have a better running game, but uh, – they, Lamar is just, he can't keep running the ball the way he is. And, he, you know, he was hurt a little bit last year. They don't want him. Same with Josh Allen. You, you don't want your star quarterback to get hurt. So they're going to have to pass more. Mark Andrews is going to get a lot of that, but I think Rashad Bateman is going to uh, be a sleeper as well. I agree. I had, I had him on my list as well. So I, 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 I like he's, he's the number one guy there. First round pick from last year. Um, again, they got to throw it to somebody. The rest of the receiving core is, is awful. So he's, you know, at worst, he's the second. Uh, most targets in that passing offense. 
I got a couple more, but I'm pretty sure you guys have them, so go ahead. Maybe not. I think I'm going to surprise you here. <laughs> these are your breakouts as your sleepers. No, no, no. This is, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the first guy I have is Matty Ice. Ooh. Okay. I think, right. uh, I think he's a great value right now, and I think he's going to do better than people expect because he's not done great the last couple of years, but, I mean, it was an awful team, and I think this is an upgrade. The team is an upgrade for him, and he's an upgrade for the team also. And we already talked about the checkdowns and Jonathan Taylor and all that stuff, So, but I think he's going to do – I feel like even in Atlanta, he had, like, one really good year and then one bad year and then one good year, you know, and I feel like this is going to be a good year for him. So I think not a lot of people are counting him in anymore, and I think he's a, a good pick. Yeah, I don't mind that one. I think um, he's Atlanta. They they were their offensive line was so bad last. He's going to Indy. That's one of the best lines too. So off some time, off some playmakers, off a solid running game to kind of rely on. So yeah, I could see him as a kind of a wide yeah, receiver I mean, he's or a quarterback for, in the middle of the round. Former MVP, right? So I, I yeah. think he has potential to do that again. Definitely, he's on a better team. Yeah. So so he's my first one. My second one is you. You talked about him a little bit. Um, Dalton Schultz. And he's yeah. a sleeper because he did well last year, but not well enough that people are like, oh, I got to get that guy. You know, I got to get that guy. And like you were talking about earlier, Brandon, it's like if you wait a little bit, you can pick him up for real cheap. And uh, and I think he's going to do better than his than his ranking. Yeah. Those, those targets from Amari exactly. have to go somewhere. They gotta, yeah. yeah. yeah good, good passing offense there. Brandon, who you got? Um, all right. I'm going to run through this quickly because I have a ton. So quarterbacks, I have a couple. Uh, Jameis Winston, I think we talked about his weapons earlier. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, potentially Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. He's, you know, he airs it out. He, he could be a guy that if they contain him, he could be very, very good. Um, again, just a ton of weapons around him. The other guy, speaking of weapons around him, I have Tua on here as well. Um, you had Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle, like new coaching staff, like maybe they can unlock something. They've added weapons, like maybe he can be something. Yeah, um, I, I like Miami, definitely. Um, <clears throat> New Orleans, what happens if Kamara is suspended? Who's the running back there? Yeah, it's um, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram. I think, Ingram. is yeah, back. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Um, but the, the Kamara suspension, I don't think – I think they pushed it back yeah, it looks uh, like it's into this be. season. You never know. They can always rule on that then. But, yeah, I think it'll be pushed back. So, again, I just like the weapons around him. Um, and Miami, for sure. Something. And we know he likes to launch it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, running backs, I have – Three here I'm going to touch on quickly. Uh, I have Ramondre Stevenson from New England. Um, mm-hmm. Damian Harris is the starter there, and he had like 15 touchdowns last year. Um, Stevenson, I think, is just the more talented all-around back. I think they, they want to run the ball, um, and I think he just does more. He's better in the passing game. I think he's more talented, so I think he just kind of gets more of those touchdowns. I think Harris's touchdowns come down. His touchdowns go up. Um, I also have Damian Pierce. He's a rookie in Houston. Um, again, Houston sucks, but they drafted him in the fourth round. Uh, he's got to beat out Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. Um, so not, not a ton there, but again, I think he just could be a, a potential starting running back that you're getting very, very late in your drafts. Um, and then the last one is, I forget his name. I think it's Isaac or Isaiah Pacheco. He's a running, he's a rookie in Kansas city. We talked about Kansas city last week on the podcast. Um, kind of not knowing which, which running back to grab. Um, we don't love. Edward Zelaire, we don't love uh, Ronald Jones. And this guy has been impressing in camp, and, like, why not? Why not take a shot on him at the last pick of your draft? And if he becomes the guy in Kansas City, there's a ton of value there. Oh, so did you know who that was? No. Again, deeper, deeper Wait a leads. minute. Who are 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Well, there you go. You heard it from Brandon. Uh, I did not know that, but you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah so just I mean, keep an eye on him if you're in a 12 team league, 14 team league. Take him late. There's always a chance. He may not make, and it's one of those guys, he may be the starter, he may be the backup, or he may get cut, right? But that's kind of the, the risk you take if you draft too early. All right, let's move into values. Who do I got? I'm going to go through this quick. I got Russ. Russell Wilson, he's a good value. He's not going very high in the draft. People, you know, and uh, maybe he shouldn't be because you, you don't know if he's going to be good or not. It's a new offense, um, you know. But one thing I do know is... Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already sick of that, and this season hasn't started. Oh, man. Uh, you know, he, he has some weapons around him. They, they gave new contracts to all three of their receivers. Granted, uh, Tim Patrick's hurt already. But still, they, they got two, the same running backs. Everyone's coming back, um, and he's new. And it's definitely an upgrade from Drew Locke. So I think he's, he's a, a good value for you in the draft. Um, Tom Brady, man. No, you know, all the drafts I've been doing, Tom Brady, he's not being taken anywhere. I can go all the way to the end of the draft, and he's still there. Now, that's not, that's not going to happen in our draft. And you know, probably in a lot of you listeners, that's probably not going to happen because people love Tom Brady. But there's so many great quarterbacks above him that you should – you know, pick, but if he's there, it's a good value. Yeah. Our draft, we know LSA is going to take him. There's nobody else. To like round, oh, round first first overall. First <laughs> overall. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. Go ahead. Brandon, what do you got? Um, so I, yeah, I had Russell Wilson in my quarterback spot as well. I have Aaron Rodgers also. I think he's like quarterback 12. This is the back-to-back MVP. I get it. He lost Devontae Adams, um, but he's still incredible. He's still a great player. I think, again, if you're getting him at quarterback 12, you're in a 12-team league. You're the last team to take a quarterback, and you get Rodgers. I don't think you're disappointed coming out of your draft. I have a quarterback. All right. Yeah. Who is it? Mine is Derek Carr. Yeah. We talked about him earlier, guy. and yeah. uh, he's he's going to be better than last year. Last year, he did really good. Well, what was it? The first three weeks, he had, like, 400-yard games in the first three games last season, you know? And he didn't have, like, a, a you know, a great receiver like he has Waller now. Waller got so. hurt. And yeah, and Waller was hurt, and like, is and he was doing so great. So now you add Devontae and Adams. Ruggs was there, and, and he wasn't. So I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff that. And then that's the other thing is like, he has gone through so much with that team. It's like well, uh, just last year they went through so much, and and they had the coach, ten wins, and they had and with four Ruggs, four and overtime then, wins by the way, too. So, I mean, it's like they have potential. That's why I say they have potential to get 13 wins this I just feel like season. there was so much added pressure on Carr. And, like, the, the whole team, but, you know, Carr is the leader. And there's all this added stuff that he shouldn't have to deal with, but he kind of had to because the coach was gone. And, you know, like, all this, all the controversial stuff that happens is, like, they, they would ask him about it. And it's like, well, what, you know, let him concentrate on football and he'll probably do better. And I think this touches on the point we made earlier about draft strategies is if you can get these quarterbacks as the last quarterback, of, I mean, there's so much value if you take them later in the draft, if you wait, right? We talked about Russell Wilson, he's going ninth, Aaron Rodgers at 13, Derek Carr at 14. If you get, I mean, you could theoretically get Rodgers and Carr and flip-flop back and forth and be in a great situation. Now, this is obviously a one-quarterback league. If you have a two-quarterback league, we, I mean, I think you should definitely uh, target somebody earlier first. Um any other values? What do you? I know you have more running back. I have a ton. Um, yeah, I'll be very quick. So running back, I have uh, Melvin Gordon. I think um, last year we saw him and Javante Williams. They, well, I think both had 203 carries. Whatever the number was, they had the same amount of carries. Um, and it sounds like that's going to be the case this year. And 
he's going six, seven, eight rounds behind Javante Williams, who's like a second round pick this year. So again, I just think you're getting almost the same player. I agree. Uh, great I, value and a better quarterback now too. So the offense might be better. I traded Melvin Gordon last year because I thought Javante was going to be the guy. Yeah, and, and I know? had him, and just waiting for him to take over, and they just literally had an even timeshare. So I think the guy yeah. I traded him to won our league. Just saying. Yeah, screw that guy. Um, another value I have is Devontae Parker. We talked about him, I think, on the last episode. Um, again, he might be the number one in New England. He's being drafted as wide receiver 50 or something. So um, I just think, yeah, there's great value there for where for what it costs you to acquire him. My wide receiver is Hunter Renfro. Same thing. It's like a guy that he was good last year, and people know he was good. But, again, he's being drafted super late, and I think it's a great value. Yeah, I, I think it's his – Target share will go down now that Devontae's there. But he's, if you see his route running, he's a little Cooper Cup, you know, and, and those those type of route runners in those slots, and they're going to do great, especially when Devontae has, you know, somebody good on him. Uh, all right, that's it. Let's, uh, tight ends? Any tight ends? I don't have a tight end, no. Uh, let's move on to busts. Who is not going to do well? Um, it's funny that you liked Devin Singletary because I don't like him. <laughs> I think he's going to be a bust uh, this year. I think they're going to continue to pass more. Uh, I'm not saying he's he's not going to be, you know, a decent running back. I just don't think – I think he's going to give you what he gave you last year, you know, and maybe not even that. So uh, it's just a passing offense. But he's a decent running back. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it depends on where you're drafting him. He, he shouldn't be your RB1, that's for sure. Uh, or two. Yeah, no, I think he's... A flex, yeah, a flex could, could could help you there. Right. Depends on, also, if you're in a 12-man league, obviously that's better than an 8-man league. I think he's going as running back 31 right now, so probably appropriate. Yeah. DK Metcalf. Uh, look, he needs a quarterback. He's great, uh, but he, he there's no Russell Wilson there, so he's going to digress. What if they end up with Jimmy G? He's going to digress. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy G is okay, but he's he's Jimmy G, you know. I don't know. I just I think DK Metcalf is going. I don't know where he's going in the drafts. Uh, still, do like you have round there, two at least, probably. No, yeah, not not round high. two. He's he's dropped for sure, but he's definitely. Yeah, I showed him as wide receiver nineteen. Yeah, see, I think that's too high. Uh, I definitely think he's going to be a bust from where he's being drafted. Who do you got? Anybody? Alan Lazard. I know we talked about him being the number one in Green Bay, but I don't know, man. I don't know if he can do it. Um, like I said earlier, if he can catch half the passes thrown at him, then he'll be in good shape. But I don't know that I can trust him to catch that ma- that many passes, honestly. Like, he's proven that he drops a lot of balls. <laughs> a lot. So I, I just don't trust him. I, I would skip right over him. Brandon? I have a couple quarterbacks I want to talk about. Oh, before uh, you get out, so let me say my yeah. other receiver then, except right. you're going yeah. to quarterbacks. Uh, my other one is, this is one's going to surprise you guys also, Amari Cooper. I think he's going to be a bust. Um, we don't know Deshaun Watson's situation like we've talked about before. And, uh, yeah, and like I said before, uh, I don't know that he has what it takes to be a number one because he hasn't before, and when he's gotten the chance, he, he wasn't either. Like, he can't, you know, so I don't trust him to go to – a worse team and all of a sudden be a better player. Yeah. So my bus, uh, again, I'll, I'll start with quarterback. I have Kyler Murray on here. Um, again, I think he's being drafted as quarterback five. He had the weird, um, contract extension. And I don't know if you guys saw this where they had the, there was a line in there that talked about him like having to study football for four hours a week. 
and then somehow that went public. So um, apparently he doesn't study football, (laughs) right? And so that's just weird. And I don't know what kind of relationship they have there. He seems to get hurt every year. He'll start out hot, and then he gets some kind of injury, and he doesn't run as much as he used to. They're not good in the red zone. Um, James Conner ran for like 19 touchdowns last year. So they were like seven and zero. I think they were the only team that were undefeated, and then. They're, just they're a team that it wouldn't surprise me if they go, like, 5-12 and 12 this year. Um, so I just have him as a bust. Just, again, quarterback 5, I wouldn't love taking him there. Um, and then I have Trey Lance also on here. I think he is shooting up the draft boards um, as high as, you know, I've seen him as quarterback 7 in some, some rankings. People are and so high on him. So high on Trey Lance. He was terrible last year. I get it. He can run, and that's such a huge asset um, that certainly adds easy points. But – he just wasn't very good last year, and, and it kind of scares me on, on uh, taking him that high. I wouldn't want to leave the draft with him as my only quarterback. Um, and then you, you know what I have on yeah. quarterbacks just r- real quick? Sure. The one that I didn't mention on here is quarterbacks in early rounds. Uh, and I'm talking about early, early rounds. So, you know, I think you took Pat Mahomes uh, round two last, last year. Oh, uh, no, several years ago. I took Josh okay. Allen okay. last year. Um, but, but I like, I, I mean, of course they're great, but you, you're not necessarily getting the number one or number two or number three quarterback. Um, it, it's just, it, it differs from year to year. You're going to get a top five guy, but we're in an eight man league. So, you know, you kind of want that top guy. If you're in a 10 or a 12, then I think you can wait a little bit longer, um, to get those those quarterbacks that early. I just don't think they always live up to their expectations. Yeah, and I think if you're in those deeper leagues, is the, the running backs and receivers fall off so much faster that you, you want to yeah. take those guys, you can wait on quarterback a little bit to kind of get the to, – to maximize value, which is what you're trying to do. Um, I'll do one more bust. Um, looking through my list here. I have several to choose from. I'm going to go with – I have George Kittle as a bust. Um Again, I think he's tight end four or five. Him and Waller are kind of being drafted around the same time. And, again, this ties back to Trey Lance. I'm just not a believer. Um, they have Debo Samuel. They run the ball a ton. Um, I just don't know that he's going to be as good as the tight end four I see here. I just – for where you have to take him, I don't think that he's going to be uh, as good as what you're expecting to get when you take him uh, that early. Yeah, I mean, even last year I had him, and he was, you know, hurt. And even when he wasn't hurt and he came back, he just – he's not – not who he used to be, you know, or they're not passing as much as they used to. They, they love to run, and if they can run, uh, you know, why pass to him? All right. Well, that's what we got for you. Those are our breakout sleepers, values, and busts. So target those guys. Don't target those guys. Check the preseason because uh, someone out of who we just said is probably getting hurt between now and then. Uh, and uh, make sure you're ready for your drafts. Uh, thanks for being here. Next week, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to do a mock draft, 10-team mock draft, live right here. Uh, we're going to randomly select the positions and uh, tell you what we're doing, why we're doing it, and why you should or shouldn't do that. Anything and else Jesse's, Jesse's going to pick all Dallas Cowboys to start, <laughs> like, first five rounds, all Dallas and Cowboys. And we're doing ayahuasca live. <laughs> Uh, All right, till next time, don't be a fantasy football fool like us, or do, it's fun.